Hi, my name is Patrick Ginty, and this is Catholic NCTV, and today we are here with our semina seminarian, Ben Albanese, and we're just going to be talking a little bit about uh, what is a seminarian, what does he do, and stuff like that. And so, of course, Ben, you're part of our parish here at St. Anne's uh, in Clayton. We're very proud of you. Thank you so much. It's good to be here. Uh, excellent. And... Just a couple of quick questions. What sem what seminary do you go to? Does Raleigh have like a seminary or? Yeah, we have three that we've been sending our guys to on a regular basis. Uh, there is one in Louisiana. Um, I forgot which one it is, but uh, we have one guy sent there. But other than that, the current seminaries we send our seminarians to are St. Charles Borromeo Seminary in Philadelphia, okay. which is in the process of moving, not closing. Uh, that's the one I go to. Um, we send most of our uh, pre-theology guys to St. Vincent's in Florida. And then we also have some people at Theological College in Washington, D.C. Um, I'm currently in the process of application for the Basilin Scholarship at Catholic University of America. Oh, wow. Yeah. So um, if, if I get accepted, I'll be transferring to Theological College next year. But as of now, I'm at St. Charles Borromeo in Philadelphia. Okay. Um... And there's a couple terms you, you used in there that might not be familiar to some of our viewers or some of our parishioners. Uh, you mentioned like pre-theology. Um, maybe you could explain a little bit about, like, first of all, where you're at in the process of becoming a priest and what the whole like structure kind of like, what is the chronology? You know, like, what do you have to do to become a priest? What are the stages, etc.? Okay, good question. Yeah. So... Um, I did not go to college before entering seminary, so I'm going through what's called college seminary. Now, college seminary is four years, um, and you're going for a Bachelor of Arts in Philosophy. So your study is mostly philosophy, they give you a little bit of theology, um, and a little bit of uh, uh, languages, so you take Latin, Greek, um, and you might take Hebrew, but that's not mandatory. Um, so. The college seminarians are people who have um, not gone to college and they're getting their first four years, mostly in training for philosophy. Um, a pre-theology student is someone who has already gone to college. Mm -hmm. So they've had their four years, they've gotten a bachelor's degree in something else, but they need some philosophical training and some uh, training in the languages of Latin and Greek. Um, so that's what they're going for and it's about two years long and it's hyper-intensive. Um, and they come out with a Master of Arts in Philosophy. Um, and then lastly, you go through four years of theology. And uh, theology, of course, Catholic theology. Um, you end up getting your uh, Master's in um, Sacred Theology. You write an MA and everything. Um, and most seminaries are not major seminary or are only major seminaries, so they only have pre-theology and uh, theology itself. Um, St. Charles is uh, a, distinct, a distinctive one because it has a college seminary and a, the, a theological seminary. Mm. So, yeah, those are the different stages of seminary. I'm currently in my second year of college seminary. Um, if I end up getting the Basilin Scholarship, then um, I'll have a third year of college seminary, and that will give you a master's degree in philosophy. So not a master of arts. It's a master's degree in normal philosophy. So, okay. yeah. So that's interesting. So basically there's almost like two phases mm -hmm. there's uh the first kind of years it's either uh four years of college including philosophy or for those who already have a degree they come in 
and uh, they have to do some philosophy. And then the second phase is all theology. It's four years of, of yeah, that's theological. right. Yeah. yeah, that's cool. And so you're kind of still at the beginning a little bit. I'm still at the beginning. Some people <laughs> are like, "Oh, are you going to be a priest next year?" It's like, no, not next year, or the next year, or the next year. Right. Yeah. So you're in, let's say, year two of eight years, basically, more or less. Uh, in the Diocese of Raleigh, we have um, a. Typically, we have a nine-year formation program. Okay. So, four years of college. Um, well, sorry, it's nine to seven. So, if, you, if you're a pre-theologian, you have seven years. Um, so, you have your four years. You have your philosophy, whether it be four or two years. Mm -hmm. Then you have your theology. And um, in the middle of your theology, you have a pastoral year. So, that's where you're at a parish for a year. And it's just like a year-long parish assignment. Very cool. So, actually, like, I guess the next question would be, what is it like being in seminary? Like, is it, I guess maybe, you know, is it kind of like living the life of a monk? You know, do you uh, get up early and pray and, and you all kind of live in community? Or what is it like? How would you describe it? Like, what's a typical day in the life of a seminarian? Well, I've never been to a monastery before, but it is similar in some ways. It's almost like if you mix, like, you know, college with a monastery. Um, so you wake up and you do wake up early. Um, Typically, I try to get up at 6.30, sometimes it's 6.45, sometimes it's 6.59, but you have to be down in chapel by uh, 7 in the morning. Okay. Um, and then you start with the Angelus, then there's 15 minutes of meditation. This is at St. Charles. Other seminaries have different schedules. Okay. Um, and then you do morning prayer and then mass. And then um, after mass, we go eat breakfast. And then the normal class schedule begins at around 8.50, and it continues until um, 4.15, um, but not everyone's, you know, not everyone has classes for all those times. And then you alternate. Um, there's a, on Mondays and Wednesdays, we have like class, classes A and then, uh, Tuesdays and Fridays we have classes B. And then on Thursday we have an apostolate, which is, you know, again, a normal schedule, except, um, after mass, we go either to a human formation meeting, which is where they focus on teaching us how to, um, you know, be matured men. And, um, you know, how to, they give us some psychology, they give us some pastoral training, um, but they're concerned with your development as a human being and as coming to know and love other human beings. Um, and let's see, and some guys, you know, they go out for, um, you know, a short time, you know, you might go to like a after school program. Um, last year I went to an after school program. You just help the kids with their homework, uh, play basketball with them after they're done. Uh, this year I'm at St. Catherine's Day School, which is a school for special needs children. Uh, they're a lot of fun to work with, and it's at a Catholic school, so you can talk about religion more. So, uh, yeah, there's a lot of good stuff. Um, and then at 5 o'clock in the afternoon or in the evening, uh, we pray evening prayer most of the time. Um, and then on Tuesdays and Fridays, we have uh, compline or night prayer, and uh, that closes uh, adoration on Tuesday. On a Friday night, they just do that because I'm pretty sure they want us to not stay out on a Friday night too long. <laughs> but, uh, yeah, so um, that's a, the typical day in the life of a seminarian. Um, and it's, I, I like it. There's plenty of free time, you know, as long as you don't have, like, classes in the afternoon. You can go um, down to the weight room or something or go to the library and study or go play video games in the common room. Now, to some people, that might sound like, 
I don't know, restrictive or, but like you said, you like it, like maybe expand on that. Like what's your seminarian experience been like? Like, is this, has it been good? Yeah. Like, yeah, I love it. Um, I love being a seminary because it gives me a schedule. So, you know, would I wake up early on my own? I'd like to, would it actually happen? Would I end up going to bed early enough to do that? Probably not. Um, would I have motivation to get up early? Um, you know, when it's not bound on you, you know, sometimes you, you just don't do it. Um, but I found that as tight as the schedule can be, and as sometimes it can get a little bit stressful, mm-hmm. but to be honest, I, fi- I feel like it makes me more free because I have time to, you know, the chapel's right downstairs. Um, I, I want to do my prayers. It's just that sometimes, you know, I, if I'm at home, it's harder for me to stay dedicated to them. Um, at seminary though, everyone's, it's everyone's time to go down and pray. Everyone just goes. Mm. Um, so it makes it easier and it gives me a constant contact with God. So I like it. Um, they have a gym there. They have common rooms there so you can hang out. Um, there's just, there's just a lot of, uh, strength to the schedule. Um, and having a schedule in your life makes you feel more ordered. It makes your life flow better. Uh, you don't feel as tired. Um, even if you're waking up early and doing a lot of work. Um, I just really enjoy it for that reason. It gives structure to my life and I don't feel, you know, disoriented. So, yeah. Another thing that I guess a lot of people wonder about is like when people talk about seminarians or when someone goes to religious life, the word discernment is used a lot. Like they're kind of, and seminary, of course, is a time of formation, but you're also discerning God's call. Um, what does that mean for you? Like, how does that work out in seminary? Like, how are you discerning God's call? Well, the number one way, of course, is prayer. So you should always be praying, asking God, do you really want me to be a priest? Is this really your call for me? Um, do you want me to be married instead? Do you want me to join religious life? Um, do you want me to just live in the world and, you know, use my talents for you in some way? Um, so you're always praying to God and asking him uh, first off. Uh, secondly, you learn about theology. I mean, you learn about philosophy. So you're learning more about the world that you live in and you're figuring out more of your place in things. Um, We also have the spiritual uh, direction sessions, which we have about three, uh, every three weeks. And then uh, we have formation sessions where they let you know how you're doing. Um, You have to have a certain amount of discipline to be in seminary uh, because if you don't, um, you're not able to follow the rules. You know, there are people who struggle with getting up early. Um, and if they're not able to stay on that constant schedule, the question is, will you be able to stay on that schedule when you're a priest mm-hmm. and you have to wake up early for the faithful to go say a mass? Uh, will you be able to get up late at night to um, do a hospital call? So you have to be honest with yourself and say, will I be good at this? Will this be something that... Um, that, you know, will, will I do a good job serving the people of God in this way? Or um, am I not going to be, do I not have the discipline right now to do this? And some people, they conclude that they don't have the discipline or that they're not, or maybe that they're not called to it at all. Um, and so they take time off to figure out uh, outside of seminary whether they're called to this. And some people come back, a lot of people don't, but if they do end up leaving. But um, yeah, there's this, this constant prayer, constant study, constant learning. Uh, figuring out more about the life of the priest. Um, is this what I'm called to? And in many ways, we 
we live similarly to the life of a priest. In many ways, we don't. Um, one thing why I think parish assignments are good is because uh, when you're at seminary, you're in the schedule and it's enforced on you. When you're in the parish, it's not enforced on you. You're mm -hmm. the one who has to do it. You're the one who's in charge. Um, and to a certain extent, lay people depend on you and you have to be there for mass at least. But, um, you know, other than that, you know, the thing that's imposed on you is, you know, other people's appointments and, you know, when are you going to make time to do the divine office, which all priests are bound to say, when are you going to make time to, you know, have your own personal prayer time? You know, it, that's a lot, that's a lot of a flexibility you have to have and a lot of dedication still, because even if you're flexible and you can arrange your schedule, you have to be willing to uh, say, okay, now that I have this free time, rather than using it for myself, I'm going to go uh, give personal prayer time to God. Uh, on the topic of discernment, I guess, I think sometimes within the church, like there's this notion of you discern before you go to seminary. And then once you're in seminary, you've kind of made up your mind, you know, and um, I wonder sometimes if, if that holds a lot of men back from actually like giving seminary a try. Uh, but what I guess my question is, what what would you say to a young man who is not quite sure but feels like God might be calling him. What would you? What kind of advice would you give? I'd say talk to the vocation director. Number one, um, you should have a certain degree of confidence that the priesthood is something you're called to before you enter seminary. Um, but you don't have to be completely sure because you know our um, our certainty goes up and down when you're in seminary. Some days you feel like, yeah, I'm definitely called to be a priest. Other times you feel like, eh, I don't know, maybe. But you stay there and you stick with it because feelings come and go. Um, but I would tell a young man who's uh, thinking about it, talk to the vocation director first off. Uh, if he's below the age of 18, uh, he won't be admitted to seminary. Um, but he can still work with his vocation director, go to uh, vocation events. In our diocese, we have plenty of events. Um, and we have the Men in Black games, and normally it's in August. Mm -hmm. um, and that's where, you know... Discerners can come hang out with seminarians. Who's our vocation director again? Uh, Father Philip Ty. Uh, he has a website. There's NC Priest, and he's on the Diocese of Raleigh website as well. Good. So, yeah, you just talk to the vocation director, and, um, you know, he also will get to know you a little bit, and if he thinks it's good for you to go to seminary, you can start the application process. Um, so, yeah, I think that if you're, if you're over the age of 18 and you have a relative degree of certainty, you think, yeah, I think this really could be something I'm called to, um, and you've talked with your vocation director, begin the application process because you're never really sure until, uh, you know, after you're ordained a deacon that you're going to be a priest. And even then, some people still end up leaving. Um, so, yeah, seminary, you're not certain. It's still a time of discernment. Um, if you end up leaving seminary, the diocese doesn't count it as a waste because they've at least made a better Catholic man out of you and you can at least be a good family. And if you have a good family, I've heard plenty of uh, daily mass going Catholic women look for ex-seminarians because <laughs> they're good Catholic men. There you go, men, guys. There you go. <laughs> and they end up having lots of kids. And normally they have a priest, uh, you know, at least one of their nine kids. So, And we're going to wrap up with uh, two questions. Um, the first is what has been your greatest joy about being in seminary like what have you what have you has been the greatest blessing for you being a seminarian and the second is what's been the biggest challenge yeah well 
Um, the greatest joy has definitely been the prayer life. Having a chapel in your own house is one of the biggest blessings you could ever have. And then having brothers to share it with is also mm. uh, one of the greatest blessings. Uh, I don't know of a single person that um, gets on my nerves to the point that I hate them at seminary. There's no, I don't have an enemy at seminary. Mm. Uh, the only enemy is the one that's, um, you know, lurking in the shadows trying to get you to fall. And there's so much prayer going on that I don't see his power um, a lot. Right. Uh, everyone there is super devout. The priests care about you. The seminarians care about you. Um, the faculty cares about you. So the greatest joy is having, uh, you know, a close-knit community of brothers and uh, the Blessed Sacrament uh, where I can, you know, constantly go down and always do a holy hour. It's, it's just super easy to pray at seminary. Um, the greatest challenge has probably been um, in the times where I'm back maintaining that because in Philadelphia, there's a church within walking distance from the seminary that I could go to if I wanted to, if there was like a day off or something. Um, some people have told me that they have churches, like five churches within a two mile radius. Um, that's pretty nice. We don't have that in North Carolina. Mm -hmm. The closest church is 23 minutes from where I live. Um, and most churches are around 30 minutes. So uh, that can be really hard. And it's hard to keep your schedule afterwards and you don't wanna let it go. And you don't want to give, uh, there's, they say in seminary, there's no vacation from your vocation. Mm. So it can be really hard when you get back home to, you know, just slowly let your schedule slide. And if someone imposes it on me, I'll listen, I'll obey, but it's hard for me to impose it on me. So it takes a lot of character building. You think you're, you know, really great at seminary and then you get home and you realize that you're good at obeying, but you're not good at, uh, keeping yourself in line. So I say that is the biggest challenge for me. Yeah, there's something like, uh, I think in our faith life as well, that all of us at some point have to move from obligation, you know, doing things because the church tells me to, or because I know I have to, or out of fear of hell, um, to moving to, I'm not only doing this because I have to, but because I want to. Um, you know, I, I want to be obedient to the Lord. Uh, I want to show my love for him. I want to grow in faith. Uh, that's excellent. Well, we're very proud of you, as we said, you know, and, and we'll continue to pray for you in your vocation. Uh, please pray for us as well and pray for all of our seminarians. Uh, and any man right now, any young man or any man who's discerning uh, the possibility of a call to a life of service, a life of sacrifice, uh, a life that's given uh, for the salvation of souls. Uh, one thing I usually tell the young men that are in my confirmation classes is a man becomes a man when he's responsible for someone else. So me as a, as, as a husband and a father, I became a man when I married my wife, I, I made vows to her and uh, we began to have children and I'm responsible for them, you know, on a worldly level, but also for, on a spiritual level as well. Uh, priesthood is the ultimate responsibility because you live a life uh, or priests live a life that they're responsible for the eternal salvation of the people that are entrusted to them. It's an extremely beautiful thing. And so we love our priests and we pray that they, they be holy and good priests and we pray for more of them. And so please support your seminarians. Please, if your parents encourage your children to become priests, if you're friends with someone who might be discerned, just invite them and, and, and encourage them. 
uh, and pray for them. So thank you so much, Ben. And thank, thank you, you thank you for everyone who tunes in to Catholic NCTV. And God bless.